You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I'm going to read a scripture from 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So I want to ask you a question today. Who are you imitating? Because all of us are surrounded by people and we are all imitating someone or something. You can't be in your life and expect not to be imitating someone or something. Amen? You are an example to someone or someone is an example to you. So tonight I want to ask you, who are you imitating? You will become who you spend time with. So the people that you surround yourself with, that is who you are going to become. You are a product of where you invest your time. If you invest your time with the wrong people, you will become a product of those wrong people. If you spend time with the right people, you will become a product of the right people. Even if you spend most of your time watching TV, you will become like that TV because as human beings, we imitate what we see. Have you heard that term, monkey see, monkey do? (laughs) Praise the Lord. So get around the right people and imitate me as I imitate Christ. We live in a world that is very fast-paced, happening all the time. TikTok, scroll, scroll, scroll. Instagram, scroll, scroll, scroll. If a video is longer than two minutes, I can't watch this anymore. I've got to move on. I've got life to do. I've got five more videos to watch. I've got more Instagram to scroll through. I've got so much to do. But in this world, we have a fast-paced world, right? But God is a God of seed, time, and harvest. We don't serve a God are fast-paced all the time. We do believe in supernatural timing, but God is a God of seed, time, and harvest. The world believes one thing and can change what they are believing the next day. They just don't know where they stand because the devil makes our plans to try steal the word from God's people to try steal the word so that they can accomplish their calling and their purpose in this life. So he creates fast-paced plans so that we can't stick to the word and apply seed, time, and harvest to our life. The devil can't even keep up with his plans that he's trying to to, to try and steal the word. The devil makes up these plans and then it blows up in his face. Because it's like, it's like uncontrolled chaos that he makes a plan to try steal the word and it blows up in his face. But God is a God that makes plans. His plans are creative, but they're structured and they're ordered. Because we serve a God of seed, time, and harvest. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern 
God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of this culture around you. This world will always have something to say about you. Oh, that Jesus worshiper. Oh, that person that goes to church. Oh, that person that's always so positive. The world will always have something to say. But family, it's the Holy Spirit that is within you, that changes you, because your mind is renewed to the Word. Amen? Amen. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. It is only the Holy Spirit that can change you from the inside out. Family, we are surrounded by so much nonsense and junk in this world, but the only solid thing in this world is the Word of God. The Word of God is going to change your life forever. It's going to take you from who you think you were to who God says you are. To teach you things about God is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So when you spend time with God, with the Holy Spirit, in your private time, in your secret time, in your secret place, it's the Holy Spirit that teaches you, that changes you from the inside out. Yes, it's good to come to church. We learn the word. Our faith is built. But in the secret place, that is where you are changed forever. In the secret place, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. The Holy Spirit tells you things to come. The Holy Spirit tells you about what your calling is, about what God has called you for, the purpose of that God, what God has created you to be, to do. Since every single person here today in this world has a purpose. Don't sit in this place and don't think you don't have a purpose. Because we are created for purpose, to make a change. If we, were no, if we had no purpose, we would just be on this world, walking, purposely, purposeless, going nowhere. But God has created you with a purpose. Everyone say purpose. Yes. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 14. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, everyone say, all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. So we are here in this place, in this earth, and we're here in church to seek God. To search for Him with all of our heart. And throughout scripture, we find repeated references to God's people seeking after him. Everyone say seeking. Everyone say after. Everyone say him. Implied in these passages is a quest for God 
that includes a level of intensity beyond what might be termed ordinary prayer. Yes, we have our ordinary prayer, but there goes beyond that to seeking who God is, to searching who God is, to searching God's heart, finding out what God's purpose for my life is by spending time with Him, by seeking Him. And that goes beyond ordinary prayer. That goes being desperate for the presence of God. That goes beyond just, I'm a good Christian. I live a good life. My life's all good. It's about wanting more, desiring the presence of God, desiring who Jesus is, everything He is. Amen? Amen. The word search, along with all your heart, suggests an earnestness that borders on desperation. The word search, the Hebrew word for it, now I'm not Hebrew, so please forgive me for my Hebrew, is darash, suggests a following after or close pursuit after a desired objective. It also implies a diligence in the searching process. Now in this Christian walk that we have, we are required to walk with diligence, to be committed to the purpose, to come to church every week, to serve, to be in the house of the Lord, to be a disciple and to disciple, to go to home cell, to go to Revelation Youth, being diligent in searching out the heart of God. Amen? Amen. To be desperate for the presence of God. So today I want to ask you a question. Who are you imitating? This way, the, this, the way this world is going to change is... Let me just repeat my point there. The way this world is going to change is with people that are more like Jesus. Amen? Apostle Allen says, he said this at Youth on Friday... He says, it's cool to say no to the world and to say yes to Jesus. He has a purpose and a plan specifically for you. So in this world, we all have a purpose. We all have a plan. God has created you. He knew you in your mother's womb before you were even born. So there is no need in this world to feel lost. There's no need to in this There's no need in this world to feel like nobody loves you, to feel like nobody's there for you, because Jesus created you with a purpose. Everyone say purpose. We need to be wise when making life's most important decisions by considering how God thinks about us. God always believes the very best about us. He sees us as righteous in Christ, and He thinks about us with nothing but unconditional, unlimited love. Thinking about yourself the way God thinks of you leads to dramatically different outcomes. Once you start to think about yourself, the way the Word talks about you, the way the Word specifically designed you to be, the way God specifically wrote the Word, 
He wrote about you in His Word. And once we start to believe what is in the Word, our lives dramatically start to change. When we start to align our lives to the Word, your life starts to dramatically change. Why? Because of purpose. Because you are going somewhere. Because you are moving somewhere. And it's because of the purpose that God has created for you. Yes, we all have our own plans. We all have our own desires. But once you start to learn what God's purpose is for you, that all falls away. That all doesn't matter anymore because we start to learn that God's plan for our life is way more important than what we thought was a good idea for us. How many of you here in this place thought you wanted to do something in your life, but God had a different plan? God took you to a different place. And that's because of purpose. And once you start to live with purpose, there's no more feeling lost. There's no more not knowing where you are going. There's no more who, does, who loves me. Why, why am I here on this earth? It's because God has a purpose for you. Everyone say purpose. Hebrews 10 verse 26 says, For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So some of us in this world today would rather compromise than sacrifice. So we live in the world, like I spoke about earlier, surrounded by different types of people and different groups of people. So who are you surrounding yourself with and who are you imitating? Now, if we compromise, then we go to what the world has to say about us. Because the world will always have something to say about you. You say something right, the world has something to say about you. You do something wrong, the world has something to say about you. But God's word is the truth about who you are. Amen? Acts 22, verse 14 to 16, then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, Paul was writing this year because he had an encounter with God. He had a real and living encounter with Jesus because God spoke to him and he gave him a purpose. As we are all on this earth for a purpose. Now everyone say purpose. So Paul was living this life persecuting Christians as he thought was right. And when he had this encounter with God, his life changed forever. Never the same again. Now it's very easy as someone that's stuck in sin to think, 
you know, I have to do so many right things before I can do what God has called me to do. But God has called you for such a time as this. God has called you for this time here today, now. This youth, this generation is the church of today, as Apostle Allen has said. We are not to wait till tomorrow, till the next day, till next year, because we are the youth of today. Amen. We are the church of today. Amen. We are to make a difference in this world here, now, and today. Amen. So Paul had this encounter with God. He met God. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? So today, family, I want to ask you, why are you waiting? It's very easy and it's very comfortable to come to church every week and sit in your chair and go to home cell every week and not make a difference in this world because we're waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting for Jesus to come. When Jesus wants you to make a difference in this world here, now, and today. And God has placed it within you here, now, and today to make a difference. So I want to ask you, why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Jesus has empowered you. Jesus has placed it inside of you to do what? To make a difference. So we need to know our what, our purpose. Because once we align our lives with God's purpose for our lives, then we get involved in kingdom business. And once we're involved in kingdom business, there's no more feeling lost. There's no more, why am I here on this earth? Because God has a purpose for you. Amen. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Everyone say disciples. disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. How do you know the things that I have commanded you? By being in the presence of God, by spending time with Jesus. And that is the purpose, to make disciples, people that know Jesus, leading people to Jesus so that there is a generation after you. Because this generation desires people to imitate. This generation, these young people are looking for older people to imitate, to walk the walk, to walk the talk, to talk the talk, the right talk. And us as the church today, even us as Revelation youth, who are you imitating? Because you all need to imitate someone. 
You're either imitating the right thing or the wrong thing. And I want to ask you, who are you imitating? The time is now. We need to imitate Christ and we need to imitate those that imitate Christ. Amen. We need to seek God. We need to desire Him and be desperate for the presence of God. We need to want more of who Jesus is, desiring the very presence of God, desiring Him to fill you, be everything that He is within you. Because once Jesus is within you, you'll never be the same again. Your life will change forever. Because what Jesus has for you is way more important than what we think we want for ourselves. Amen? And we are to make disciples. We are on this earth to make a difference. So I want to ask you, who are you imitating? I had the very, I lived a very blessed life and had the privilege to grow up in my, in my parents' life. I had the privilege of imitating them as they imitate Christ. I've never seen my dad give any doubt, any form of doubt a day in his life. I've never seen him waver from the word a day in his life. I am a living testimony of a man that imitates Christ. And in that way, I know I can imitate him as he imitates Christ. Amen. Now this world today, this generation is looking for a church that imitates Christ. It's looking for examples that don't waver from the Word, that don't move away from the Word, but that seek God, that desire His presence, that desire who the very presence, the very person, Jesus, to be more like Jesus and less of who you are. To lay down your life as a living sacrifice to be more like Jesus. I've never seen my parents complain a day in their life. They have done ministry for 20-something years. 28 years, Sunday after 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 Sunday. Then we go on holiday and they do it again on holiday after Sunday after Sunday. That's what we do. Why? Because we know purpose. Because we're a family that's committed to building the kingdom of God. So for us, there's nothing else other than the kingdom of God. So for us, there's nothing else other than Jesus. So for us, there's nothing other than being at church on a Sunday. Why? Because we know purpose. Because we know who Jesus is and what He has for our life. And, you know, as the, when the children of, of Israel were, were walking around the, the wilderness 
and then they eventually got to the promised land. And then God said, send your spies out to the promised land. And the spies came back and they had a negative report. But Caleb and Joshua said, just believe and we can take this land. Just believe and we can take this land. And the majority, the congregation said, no, we can't. Let's just go back to Egypt. And there Moses falls on his face. There Joshua and Caleb tear their clothes. Why did they tear their clothes? Because they believed. Because there was nothing else other than what God had for them. There was nothing else other than what God said I have for you. Now family, God has something for you. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And he doesn't want you to miss it. Now they couldn't enter the promised land because the congregation, the people that surrounded them, didn't believe. So I'm asking you today, who are you surrounding yourself with and are they filled with belief? Are they filled with the presence of Jesus Christ? Do they desire Jesus? Are they desperate to know more about Jesus? We live in a world today where in some countries they don't even get to say the name Jesus. They don't get to, to gather like we do in a church building like this. But yet they're so desperate for who Jesus is. And family, don't get so comfortable just coming to church every Sunday and neglecting who Jesus is during the week. When He died for you so that you can know Him and have a living relationship with Him. To know Him, to desire Him, to be desperate for who Jesus is. To be desperate for the presence of God. Because once you get desperate, there your life changes forever. Once you become desperate for the presence of God, that allows Jesus to enter. Once you've laid down your life, that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So can I ask everyone to stand today? And can everyone lift their hands? And we're going to say this together. Thank you, Jesus, that I get to be desperate for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, that we get to gather to be in your presence, to know you, to desire you. Amen.